Hi, I'm Peter Risco, and welcome to my podcast, The Dragon's Lair. Our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your business to the next level by connecting you with life-changing opportunities. We believe that every entrepreneur has that potential. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, join us as we delve into the dragon's lair. Let's explore new horizons and create a better future together. I'm a self-made entrepreneur that's built a successful funding company on Wall Street. Coming from nothing, I understand how hard it is to build financial freedom. Each week on the dragon's lair, I will give you advice that's helped me slay these dragons. Welcome to the dragon's lair. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Wall Street Pete, over here in another episode of The Dragon's Lair. I got a very special guest over here. I got to tell you, Mr. Noli Williams, he's a very, very educated entrepreneur, been around the block a few times, knows what he's doing, and he's out here giving back and helping to the community, helping build entrepreneurs and give these guys life-changing opportunities. A man behind my own heart. Mr. Noli, pleasure to have you on the show. What's up, Peter? Good to see you, man. And I got to tell you, what you're doing, bro, is so cutting edge and revolutionary that it's it's the game. You know, I started as an entrepreneur when I was 12 and I looked at all that. You know, I used to subscribe to Business Opportunities magazine when I was 12 years old and I was looking at all these different models of how to do business. I just like what you do, bro. So I, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure having <laughs> you, man. So yeah. again, 12 years old, starting out as an entrepreneur. I love it, kind of like my story. Um, yep. I wasn't subscribing yep. to business magazines, but still entrepreneurial spirit, finding customers, selling products, making a profit, you know, reinvesting the money. This is this is the world we live in. And let me tell you, I yeah. just had a couple of minutes, yeah. and let's let the guests know. I just had a couple of minutes to kind of you know get a formal introduction and talk to you. But you know, when I told you what I do, the first thing eyes jump out. Whoa. Kind of the reaction I get. Kind of the reaction I get all over the place. And I tell you, just because because for me I seen opportunity. And when I seen this, I got laser focused. I said, Zoom, that's it. That's all I want to do. I don't want to do nothing else until I master this. And the first year I was in this business, nobody really was helping me. Everybody wants you to do okay, but they don't want you to do anything near them. Not even in the same bracket. Right. So for right. people to kind of teach me what I was looking to learn, they didn't want to do that. They were like, okay, we'll teach right. you how to open the deals. We'll teach you how to collect the documents. When it came to underwriting the deals or learning how the points work and learning how the commissions and the fees are broken down, they try to keep you in the dark so they can kind of play you until you figure it out sure. on your own through you know giving yeah. away enough money. So... For nice. me, I was like, you know, I'm always looking, hey, how is this done? How does this work? And try to, you know, reverse engineer it. So people try to keep this information secret. It's a very tight-knit community in here in the MCA space. It's primarily based down here on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. There's people in Florida, people in Texas, California, all over the map now that are involved in it. Mm-hmm. But it originated out here. And... Then these gentlemen, you know, some of the people just moved down to Miami. They like the tax breaks. They like the weather. They make money from the beach. This business, all you need is a smartphone and motivation. If you really are starting with nothing more, that's the bare minimum you need to really hit the ground running over here. And then, you know, when you got to have that determination to make those calls and build that book of business. But yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say is what I what I love so much about you, Pete, and what you've done is when you look at your experience, um, I mean, with all the things that you've done, even hard money lending, because when you it, and you look at your experience, like uh, I'm actually looking at it now, you know, auto sales. So, you know what it's like to be out there banging sales out. You know, you you uh, you you did sales training. You've done hard money lending. And every time with with each iteration of business, you're looking for that golden model, right? Like, oh, hard money lending, man, that's good money. Like you can make a lot of money doing that, but you have so many restrictions, right? Your hands Not are tied. That. You can only have so much. The restrictions are okay. <laughs> it's the time. Yeah. It's the process right. of closing on somebody. Right. I have a property right now yeah. that I gave hard money loan to in 2018. The guy stopped making mm. payments after the third month. 
His interest-only payments are 500 bucks. I gave him a 160 loan. He he stopped making payments. We're just now getting it into court on the foreclosure side. And I mean just now, like last week, the attorney finally said, wow. hey, we're on the docket. And I mean, we're talking five years now. COVID, yes, but still, it's such a long process. Some states are better yeah. than others. This was in New Jersey. Yeah. But at the end of the day, for me, it's like, mm, you know, the returns aren't there. My returns mm -hmm. are typically 14,000% ROI on like day one. Then it drops in half mm. day two through five to like 77,000. Then day five mm -hmm. through 10, it's 3,500. So you're talking about the first two weeks, I'm in heavy, heavy territory of big astronomical returns. Then it kind That's of levels out every, it doubles. So right. with right. my industry, right. you know, nobody really wants to share. Obviously, yeah. people that are yeah. making this kind of money, who wants to share that? So right. when I entered the industry, people were kind of slamming the doors in my face. They would give me the, the kibbles and bits information. The thing that actually gave me the, the momentum to keep going was that I had experience selling used cars. Right. In used cars, you have to, you know, get the customer in the door and they're not going to be thrilled when they get there and they find out about fees and this and that because, you know, they want to, they want all of that disclosed over the phone and they mm -hmm. want to negotiate with you from their house. And that's not how we do it here. We're just not in the business of, you know, setting ourselves up for failure. Right. So I was able to apply a lot of this skill set that I picked up in the merchant cash advance industry. The problem was when I start and I brought people along, they didn't believe it was real. See, when I first came in the business, I knew it was real because I had customers that I had already built. And that's how I stumbled across it because we were looking for some bridge funding until mm -hmm. their corporate credit that we built out was ready to go and they could right. go get, you know, normal conventional credit lines. But they mm -hmm. were still less than a year in business. They needed like a three month bridge. And they already had pumped and invested all their, you know, personal life savings and friends and family money yeah. into building their business and building their dream. So it Absolutely. was all about to come crashing down until we came across these things that were helping out some of our car, our buddies who own car lots out in mm -hmm. Jersey. So we were, they were like, hey, why don't you try these guys and see if they can do it? And we did. And it was like, man, what is this? Like, what is this here? And the guy was like, yeah. hey, you know, this is what it is. We, we look for these customers all day. Everything is relationship based in our industry because right. it's a lot of money. The brokers like me, when I got, when I did that, my first deal, it was a $30,000 deal. We got the lady 30 grand. I was already getting 20% of whatever I got her because I had a balance with her and an agreement mm -hmm. that if I do this, 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 I'm going to get any, I'm going to get 20% of that, the funded amounts that you're receiving. So she was happy with that because I was doing a ton of work to help her, you know, get her business running, find um, distribution companies to get her set up in the shopping malls. I was running around doing a lot of work for her because I believe that I can take her to the next level and it'll be worth it for me. And when right. we came to that point, it was like, man, all of this work and she's going to go under and I didn't really get collect that much money. I felt more bad for the lady than anything else. Yeah. So when we got her the money, the guy was like, you know, Hey, Pete, um, give me a W-9 and avoid a check. And I was like, what for? He was like, because I'm going to give you your commission. And I was like, my commission? He was like, yeah, you know, you're so-and-so's buddy, so I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. I'm going to give you the max points. You're going to get 12 points. I'm like, 12 points? What does that mean? He's like, 12% of 30 grand. And I was like, so you're going to give me 3600 right now? And the 6000 that I already got from the lady I don't got to talk about? $9,600 for giving somebody 30 grand. I'm like, where do I sign up? <laughs> and yeah. I brought them a few other customers and they were coming so fast because I had all these customers when I was repairing credit, building corporate credit. The car lot yeah. brought me from one thing to the next to the next helping clients. Mm -hmm. And eventually it led me to here. And once right. I saw this, I was like, whoa, I'll give credit advice to people for free for their personal right. credit now. That's right. I'll show That's them how right. to build their corporate credit. I'm not charging yeah. them for that. Because I'm already charging them an astronomical amount for the money that's coming, you know, into their business. So I don't need to do that. I'm going to give them added value that offsets the cost of my capital. And this is what I teach my guys how to do. 
how to offset the cost of the capital with value. So when yeah. I started bringing these customers in, the guy was like, listen, Pete, these guys are coming pretty fast. I can't really handle this much. Here's what, <laughs> here's what I would like you to do. I'm going to show you sign up and set up with a couple of my buddies that have bigger companies and bigger platforms and they can handle this, you know, this movement. And I was like, wow, thanks, man. And he was, I was like, so tell me, do I have to have only customers I've built up for the past six months? He was like, absolutely not. You can call people out the phone book. If you can get them to send in three month bank statements in PDF and fill out your DocuSign application, you got yourself a deal. And I said, and I get the same commission. He was like the same commission for all deals. I was like, wow. Called yeah. my lawyers. I sent my lawyers the contracts that the lady signed. I said, is this legal? Is this official? They said, Pete, I don't know how, but if you get somebody to sign those contracts, that's a legal binding agreement. And I said, don't you worry about that. I'll take care of that. This is legal, though. And he was like, absolutely. Yeah. I dropped everything I was doing. I got a small office at 30 Broad Street around the corner from me now. I'm at 40 Wall now. Got a half a floor in the Trump building now. But um, Ooh, when I started, nice. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like 50 guys on the floor. When I started, I went to uh, 30 Broad. It was like a small cubicle, shared space called J Suites, like Regis. And mm -hmm. I had a little two-man office. And I had five of my guys packed in there. We were all standing. Everybody's on the phone. There was only two desks. And it was, a, you know, it was loud and it sounded like it was a big office. And then I grew to a six-man office. And then I grew to a 25-man office. And then I another 20-man office. And then I, before COVID, when COVID hit, I had four different offices with about 100 guys on the floors. Mm. And crazy, everybody's standing with iPads, working off their cell phones, printing lead sheets. I mean, this was before the technology, at least that I was into. During COVID, I started educating myself on the technology and, you know, trying to get, jump into the AI world. And now we've been building out AI technology with developers. I have a customized CRM for my guys, for my uh, brokers that they get to use so they can stay organized, follow-ups, and, you know, just keep everything moving forward. Then um, I also built out chat robots um, artif with artificial intelligence so they hold the conversations, and they now take away the need for a physical opener to be on the phone anymore. Right. We're also launching our chat bot right now. So a lot of good things coming. I love building entrepreneurs. I stand behind... This is the only industry that somebody's going to get into with no money in their pocket and be able to turn into an overnight millionaire. I don't, I listen, real estate, everybody says it, but the reality of real estate is there's like unicorn deals that you get in with no money and you get to maximize all of this stuff. And they do exist because I've been part of them sometimes, but yeah. those are far and few to depend and count on a future for. Real estate is great when you have money. And you want safety right. and security. Real mm -hmm. estate is amazing. If you are starting out and you want to get in real estate, but you lack that capital, the merchant cash advance industry is the the merchant cash advance industry is the spot you want to be in. And that's it, because you can print money out of thin air with next to nothing out of pocket. I mean literally like next to nothing out of pocket. The way that I show people how to do it in my course is building a mountain out of a molehill on a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, everything outside of my course is already kind of taken care of. I provide all the documents. I give all of the stuff that would have took them time and energy and money to accumulate and then figure out what's what. And, you know, that's just uh, kind of how it goes. Yeah, that's interesting too, Pete, because when uh, I'm already calling you Pete, we're feeling that comfortable, right? So Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so it's interesting because when I when I've studied because I've studied so many different uh, business models, and I thought that the um, when you look at the you know the mortgage like the loan industry the lending industry and uh, like basically becoming a uh, not sort of an investor but on the mortgage notes and first lien position, I was like, man, that's the game. Like that's that's like printing money. That's like you're basically in the money printing business. But from what, I, from what I'm seeing here with the MCA side of things, it, it completely sidesteps. It sidesteps the, all the, you know, the different rules and things you have to follow in that, you know, in the loan origination or the, uh, 
in the mortgage business, you know, and I, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So don't get you know, me wrong. We come with a lot of risk, you know, with a mortgage, course, there's a property that's, that's not going yeah. anywhere. With us, we wire that money in the account. That stuff can poof, poof, disappear. And, you know, yep. we're, left, we're left holding the bag. It happens. That's right. But most of the business owners across the United States, they are using the capital for cover bridges. I'll give you an example of why people use it a lot. Because they may have a payroll coming up. Their customer owes them money but has yep. not paid them. The check is in the mail sure. last sure. week. It didn't get here this week. And now yeah. payrolls do the following week and they're saying the same thing, the check is in the mail. Mm -hmm. yep. All of the time, energy and resources that was put into developing and building out their sales team, they're gonna lose that because their sales team is gonna go to their competition the first smell that they get, the first whiff that there's no money or the, bill, the boss needs to borrow money to cover a payroll. Right. See, people who have a job, they want to believe deep down in their heart that their boss is the richest man in the world and he's going to cover their payrolls for the next 30 years so they can go get their mortgage and they can cover their kids' uh, graduation and they can cover taking the wife out. And whatever their lifestyle is, they subconsciously need to have that security. And right. I tell everybody there is no security in this world. Industries become irrelevant. You see a lot of people go to college for these skills and then they come out of college and by the time they're done, that skill is already non, not relevant because right. technology has provided us a way to, to do it like QuickBooks, like um, just so many different things that it's very hard to keep up unless you're constantly moving with the technology. Yeah. And this is what I try to do being a kid who grew up without it. I try to take as much advantage as I can on all of the new stuff. I have developers in here from the Ukraine that come into my office and I brought them in to specifically develop this software for me so I can provide this for my brokers and give, I always want people to stand on my shoulders. Yeah. I love when people are making money. I love when guys call me, hey Pete, I just funded a half a million. I get excited for that. I'm like, man, good job. I'm glad if you're one of my team, I wanna see you out here winning because yeah. nobody wanted to help me win. I had to bang my head and learn this stuff step by step. And a lot of people would, they leave because they can't handle that. I get a lot of guys on my sales floor. They're here for a week. They don't fund the deal. They disappear. But the guy who they talked to on their first day calls back two weeks later. Hey, you guys got some money. I thought my mom was going to loan it to me. It turns out she couldn't. I need money now. Right. And that guy is gone. We'll still take the deal. But that guy is long gone. Yeah. Never to be heard from again. Yeah. So me being fortunate enough to have the experience in car sales and seeing the deals actually go through when I first entered because of my personal customers right. gave me the laser focus that I am not leaving until I find new customers. Mm. I'm not leaving this place. And that's what kind of gave me that, that, that push to keep pushing through for the first year. It was hard, man. Mm. I had to learn how to, close these deals. I can close other deals, but I didn't know this business. Right. And I had to learn the ways to, to work the customer and work with them and make sure that they're getting a good deal, not just a win-lose, a but yeah. a win-win-win. Right. Because I make sure the funder gets paid, I get paid, the customer uses the money to turn a profit right. or to cover an expense that's going to be much more valuable like a payroll. They'd rather pay double for the money yeah. Just cover it this week Absolutely. and I won't have this problem no more. Right. These are so what I do now is I find like larger clients and I create ways for them to use our capital. I have a client now, I just gave him 2.5, and I did that because we found a property. He's gonna take over the property, he's going to use our cash to negotiate a strong, good deal. Because this isn't, oh, I got a mortgage. And mm -hmm. things might not work. This is, hey, the cash is in the bank account. Here's my proof of funds. This is the deal I'm offering. Quick close as is. Let's go. And it gives you that that power. Right. So he's gonna he's gonna save money on that purchase price. So that offsets the cost he's paying to me. That makes a lot so, of sense. Yeah. No yeah. Doubt. So that's what no I doubt. do. I get strategic with it, yeah. and I help these guys use my money to flip money for themselves and yeah. build generational wealth. Now he's gonna, he owns this property outright when he closes. He's gonna take hard money on it after he closes, and he's gonna take that hard money that he gets back to kind of replenish the money I gave him, and we're gonna jump into another property. 
And so then that, we're going to repeat that process. Yeah, that 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 was you kind of answered my own que- the question that I had in my head was so because it's f- from the time when he receives the MCA money, it's it's sort of a shorter window of time, right? Versus a hard money loan might be six months, a year, or twelve something. months, a year, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's it's really a bridge, like you said. So it might be while he's putting his hard money package together, he's got this here for. 30, 60, 90 days, however long. What is that time period? Well, what he, what he has, his deal, I gave him 90 days because we keep them short. Yeah. It hurts him in the beginning because sure. the cash flow so much, the, the payments are higher. Right. The debits are higher. Right. But it makes it worth it. You're not just taking this money and getting comfortable. Right. You're taking this money and you're going to say, damn it, I can't go to the vacation I wanted to go this month. Damn it, I got to go eat soup and noodles and I run a multi-million dollar company. Right. But when he's when he what he uses to justify that sacrifice, I own a property cash outright no mortgage. Yep. That's where the struggle is worth it. Yeah. Now, he's able to get the property, secure the property. Once he has the property, it's much easier for him to get that hard money Absolutely. than it is for him to use hard money to secure the property. Right. He's got to worry about the hard money guys backdooring him yep. seeing, oh, that's a really good deal. <laughs> Let me have my cousin call yeah. up that owner and yeah. offer them a different price and then we'll resell it to him in a month. Right. I've seen all types of stuff go on. Yeah. So what we do is we provide these guys with the ability to have that conversation to give them the, the negotiating power from having cash on hand. Yeah. Cash is king out here, no matter what anybody says. Absolutely. And yeah. Especially yeah. in real estate, when you're coming up and you're you're trying to offer aggressive deals, hey, listen, 100K, 150 off, the customer's selling a $2 million property, that's not a big, big concession, especially if it's been on the market for two, three months already. Sure. And this guy's gonna get this off your hands right now, and you want your cash. Right. But for the business owner, they're like, damn, Pete, thanks. That's a portion of the fees I was paying you. So, you know, the portion of the fees that I'm paying you is getting covered by the the seller. Right. So the right. business owner's winning. I'm winning. My funder's winning. Everybody's winning around the board with us. Yeah. And, there, and, and it's a time, you know, it, it's a timeliness issue, too, because timing can be everything in, in many cases. And if they're Sometimes able to move into the at the timing that works for them then literally i mean they they could i mean if you spot the right kind of deal and you come in yes it might cost you money but look how much you can gain uh if your timing is right so i, I love it it's just a, a brilliant strategy all i tell people i tell business owners all the time when they start complaining about the cost I say, listen, you can't compare my money to Chase or Bank of America's mm-hmm. money because first off, they're a bank and they're loans. Yep. I'm not alone. You're comparing apples to watermelons because they sure. both got seeds. And you can't right. do that. <laughs> my money is like a private investor that does not take ownership of the company, no mm-hmm. equity, and no voting rights. Mm-hmm. Imagine a guy, Noli, let's take you for example, all of these years building up your empire. Maybe you have children you want to leave this to, you want to pass it on to. Mm-hmm. You work hard. You put in a lifetime worth of work to build and keep a good reputation, good product for your customers, yeah. standing on your word. But, you know, you own a, uh, uh, what's it called? You own like a furniture company and you need a hundred grand because the machine broke. The machine broke and you need a hundred grand to fix it. Mm-hmm. So you have two choices. Go to the bank. Well, they said no. So take that choice off the table. Yeah. Next choice, borrow money from your relatives. They said, no, take that choice off the table. Go into your savings. You don't have that savings available, or you do, but you can't afford to put that there. Take that off the table. Mortgage your house, it's going to take three weeks. Take right. that off the table. You need money now. You got two options really left to you. First is bring in a private investor who's going to come in and take a percentage of the company. He's going to mm-hmm. give you like a hard money loan, mm-hmm. interest only for two years, balloon payment due, and I keep 10, 20, 30, 50% equity, whatever the deal they strike. Yeah. Once that happens, let's just use me as an example and let's play, let me be the bad cop. I come in and I take over your business, right? And only I say, yeah, great. And you're like, thanks, Pete. You're helping me out. You're saving my life. You don't even know. And I say, cool, I'm taking 10% ownership. That's fair. Not a lot. You're not even going to notice it's there. And you say, great. 
a week goes by and I call you and I say, hey, Noli, listen, now that all the contracts are done, the money's in the account, I want to make sure that you don't spend that money until we decide what the best way to spend it is. And you're looking like, dude, what are you talking about? I already got the manufacturer lined up. I know who to buy it from. The same guy who I bought my other machine from, he's going to take the old one out. He's going to put the new one in. I will be back to running in three days. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. I found a better way. We're going to get this machine on Alibaba. And it'll take six weeks, but it's no problem because we're going to save 14% on our bottom line over the next five years. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at me like, first off, that machine's going to break down and nobody's going to fix it because of the parts that they use. Mm -hmm. Then I tell you, we get into an argument and then that passes. Next thing, we're buying some furniture and I tell you, I got a connection on Alibaba. I don't tell you Alibaba. I just tell you, I got a connection overseas and we're going to get the same furniture that you get, but we're going to get it at a 10% discount. You as the business owner already know that anything coming from overseas is not going to last the five years that the bank is loaning the money on the on the couch for. That's right. So you're going to lose your bank. Forget your customers. You're going to lose the bank in a couple of years because they're, the product that you're selling does not outlive the life cycle of the loan. Mm. So the bank's not going to want to finance that anymore. The Me as the investor, I don't want to hear that because I have a side deal with the guy from Alibaba that this is my customer, you know, Lee, and I'm getting a commission off every couch that we buy on that end. So I'm getting 10% on that end of the purchase plus 10% on your end. And if you don't like it, I tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to call my attorneys. I'm going to freeze all of the bank accounts. Everything comes to a screeching halt until we get in front of a judge. Three months, six months, 12 months, who knows? And I'm going back to the beach to my 50 other uh, investments. Right. And I'm just doing this to ruin you because I don't care. You pissed me off. And now it's a, now it's a who's a bigger hard. man. Yeah. Yeah. And this happens to people all the time. Yeah. And then by the time that happens, what do I do? I come back around and I say, all right, yeah, no problem. We're going to buy out the business at 10 cents on the dollar. So, Noli, I'm buying all of your business out at 10 cents on the dollar. And out of that, you got to give me 10, 10% because 10% is mine. And you also owe me this balloon payment. So that money I'm giving is going to cover that balloon payment due. So you don't get anything. I take your company for 10 cents on the dollar and then I throw it in the garbage. I, I sell all the machines or I open it up and run it myself. These are the nightmares that small business owners come across and they don't think about it until it's, it already happened to them. And I try to prepare them for this and so they can avoid it by showing them that, hey, guys, I know you may think that looks better now, but don't you think just me giving you that 100 grand, not taking no ownership, no equity, no voting, and you're just paying me back 150 over the course of three, six, nine months, if your payments are slow, if the business slows up, I'll lower my payments from 500 from 1,000 to 500 for you. No problem. Yeah. All I care about is just being within your cash flow because right. I didn't give you a loan. I just bought a percentage of your future cash flow. Right. So if your cash flow goes down, so does my payments. If your cash flow goes up, my payments stay the same. Mm. I don't take more because you tripled your revenue with sure. my money. Sure. But if you messed up or you invested it and it didn't return itself yet, and you're like, man, I just can't cover this, then I can lower those payments down for you to make it more comfortable until everything comes back around. So that's what we do. We balance between cash flow with our customers because, you know, I don't mind lowering my payments for somebody because if it keeps them in business, I'll collect my money a little slower. Who cares? Right. The right. first couple of weeks, I already got so much of my principal back that it doesn't matter at this point. Now it's all gravy. And I want to make sure that the customer feels good that, yo, Pete works with me. Pete's not going to sue me and ruin my business because I couldn't handle his payments. He yeah. even turned them off for a week for me. I'll turn them off for two weeks sometime. For me, it's more relationship than anything. Yeah. Enough about me, Noli. Yeah. I, I want to talk I about it. You. I love it. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. We could, I could talk all day with you about this, but it's. I it's, tell you, this is like my passion <laughs> is building entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's incredible. The, incredible. My passion is building entrepreneurs. My problem is I don't have the reach. I don't mm. have the reach because I'm so stuck and dealing with 50 people constantly hiring it's a musical chairs with sales sure. guys sure, so I'm sure constantly training constantly hiring constantly firing looking for this looking for that maintaining my customers right. building this i only started the mca broker boot camp because i was sitting home for so long 
during COVID. And I was like, man, I'm seeing all these people with these TikTok um, advertisements get rich right now, follow my trading strategy, my crypto trading, my real estate. And I'm like, man, tell these guys that they're gambling. Yeah. Tell them they're gambling. And then if they give up their last $1,500 in life, they know that they lost because they gambled. Don't right. tell them that it's guaranteed or this is going to happen. You're, you're not being fair. Right. So for me being blessed, I said, you know what? It's time for me to kind of come back and give back to the community. So I'm going to launch my program. And that's what I did. It took me a couple months. I built it all out. And now for the past two years, I've been trying to kind of put it out to the market, expose it to people. But at the same time, I got to run my day-to-day operations. Sure. So it makes it very difficult, which is where, again, I, I look for people such as yourself that have platforms established. And I say, hey, guys, Noli, what do you think? You think this is valuable. I think yeah. it's tremendously valuable, life-changing, which is why I spend my time here. But again, I don't ask people to look at stuff and say, hey, trust me. I look at look at my track record. Look at what I have already accomplished, and it's all thanks to MCA. If yeah. it wasn't for MCA, I would have none of the things I've had. Yeah. I made myself a multimillionaire after a few years, and – now I give people the opportunity they can do it in a lot shorter period of time. Absolutely. But it's not a multimillionaire goal to have that overnight. The goal is to get a couple of five and ten, twenty thousand dollar commissions to make you say, Hey, I don't have to worry about eating my hand off today right. covering rent. <laughs> I can focus the next three to six months on strategizing and building my future. And I'm gonna cover my bills for the next three months, six months, year, two years. And as you get more money coming in faster, you're able to cover longer periods of time where you're not going to be desperate for money. Absolutely. And that's when you get to start investing. That's a, how I look at it. You know? Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. So tell everybody, Noli, you're, you're, a mo- you're a motivational speaker, man. How does it feel getting on the stage around people? Oh, it's, it's just, uh, it's incredible. You know, the energy that you receive from them and the energy that you're able to give. And then this whole idea of sharing everything that you've learned. I used to not do this, Pete. So I used to be on the other side um, of the coin where I didn't want to share my knowledge with others. When I had the music, in, when, when I was in the music business and, you know, I made my first million dollars when I was 29. I'm 53 now. And oh. that year I made 2 million. I was making 150,000 a month. And um, I didn't want to teach my artist everything I knew because I said, well, if I do that, they'll leave me like they won't need me anymore. So it was a very limiting. uh, It was a scarcity mindset. When I got into real estate 20 years ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to get I'm going to whatever it takes. I'm going to share everything that I learned. Like, Like the song says, give all my secrets away. And it's very freeing because the more you teach, the more you empty your cup and you're able to learn more and the more you when actually you're teaching, yeah yeah when yeah. you're teaching you're mastering your craft absolutely more. absolutely absolutely yeah so it feels it feels great and especially when you see the light bulbs go off for people and you know i, I was in in a, a coffee line one time um and this guy comes up to me and said man can i it was at a convention and this was back probably in 2010 he says man can i buy you a coffee i say well I'm thinking, I'm like, what's the, who is this guy? Like, I don't, I don't know you, you know, in my head, I'm thinking that, but I'm like, what's the angle? So I said, well, have we met? Do I know you? He says, man, I've never met you before in my life, but I want to tell you how you changed my life for me and my family. I said, what are you talking about? He said, man, I was at the lowest low in the real estate business. And I watched a video that you did. It was me and another guy. And this guy was interviewing me and I was teaching a strategy back then. It was uh pre-foreclosure, short sales. And he says, I learned from you. It was a catalyst for me. And he says, I've done 60 deals since then. And I'm able to consistently put food on the table for my family. That's what you've done. For me. And that's what I call the paycheck that you'll never spend. You know, when you're able to help, and this is your goal too, Peter, is to help other people experience what even a taste of what you've experienced so that they want more and more and realize that it's actually when you get in the groove and the rhythm of it, it can be the easiest thing you've ever done. But I mean, obviously, you've got to get into that rhythm. You've got to get you got to get those strikes a little bit. But my whole thing is about taking a five to seven year learning curve off the trajectory of success for entrepreneurs. 
Um, and, you know, I teach entrepreneurs how to make a quarter million or more a year working three hours a day. And that's why I love people like you, Peter, who have uh, probably the best I've heard for this I haven't heard of a better tool. Uh, and, and even if, even if it is because most of my, well, all of my students are entrepreneurs um, and they, and they have learned the craft of sales and marketing. And, uh, you know, and, you know, when you've learned those skills, then you start asking yourself, okay, how can I use the knowledge that I have when you're top of your game? How can I use this to make the most income possible with the least amount of effort? And that's when you start really becoming a student of business and you start to stumble across things like what you've, uh, what you've you know, stumbled across and have perfected uh, in the MCA game. And, and I'm sure that that's a big reason why um, Steve and his group, you know, Two Market Media kind of, uh, you know, pull you in because they saw something that nobody else was doing that was so unique. Oh, and when, when Steve saw it, he was like, wow, Pete, this is this is next level. <laughs> he's around Cardone and some big hitters. But yeah. he's like, yo, this is, this is next level. Yeah. I'm like, listen, again, Cardone, great. Mm-hmm. Great product, great motivation, sure. great energy. But if you don't have money to invest, then you can't jump into that aspect. Right. But you can go learn from him. He gives a lot of stuff away for free, which is amazing. Yeah. But it comes back to the same, just the same hard truth, I got to say. Yeah. If you don't have the buy-in money, if you don't have money to have skin in the game, it's a very tough uphill battle to get your first deal in. Right. Whereas if you found another way to make money at the same time while you're looking for these deals. Yeah. You're also getting customers from MCA. You're able to put money in the pocket and now you have the buy-in money to jump into those real estate deals because the stuff he does is next level. I would love to reach those levels in life. I strive for it, but I can't get off of the fact that this right now pinata is just getting whacked every day in MCA. Yeah. And I just can't step away until I hit my hundred, two hundred million dollar mark. Like my numbers are up there for this. Sure. Before I'm gonna leave MCA and just say that's it. Because until that, I'm not going anywhere. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you and, and one of the things that I teach my students is how to cover that monthly nut. And for some people it's like seven thousand a month, ten like just the bare minimum. Like what would it what would it take for you to just cover everything? And if you had that coming in consistently, you wouldn't have to worry about at least your monthly nut. Um, and to, uh, you know, some people it's as low as, you know, four or five grand a month. Uh, for others, it's 10, 15, sometimes 20,000 a month. And I wouldn't with, want to say mine. Yeah, I know that, that we, we won't even talk those numbers, but, but when you're, when my you're, office space is double that. rent. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I was in, when I was probably 27, my, my, even my payroll was, was 42,000 a month, you know, just my payroll. Yeah, yeah. So, so I get it. And, and, but a lot of people, you know, when you start talking that way, I remember when, when I was getting out of the music industry, Peter, uh, I just couldn't figure out because our, what happened was I went from making 150 grand a month to 30,000 a month. And I looked at my wife, I said, how can a person live on 30,000 a month? Like I, I couldn't conceive that that was even a possibility, you know, to live off that little money. And, um, and so, yeah, when you, it, you know, it, when you get at a certain level, it, you know, it, it tastes really sweet and it's good to be there. But, but what I, what you and I always like to do, Peter, is we like to pull ourselves back and remember you know, when, when you're out there slanging cars, when I was out there slanging houses, when we were out there hustling and doing what we had to do, uh, I remember how it was to to be on the edge of not making my mortgage or being. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I, I had a home foreclosure. I'll never forget those days. They're burnt yeah. and imprinted in my brain. Absolutely, absolutely. And so. My kids don't know that stuff. <laughs> they grew up. They grew up. I, I, a little bit. I'm not going to say that sure. nothing's perfect. Sure, but, yeah. But as far as you know, all the time that I've been able to be around them, that's right. That you know, it's like you know, I've tried to make sure they did, but they didn't do without. Right. They come in like 
Right now, they're graduating high school tomorrow, actually. Oh, congratulations. Twins, Twins, huh? Yep. So what I've been doing since, I mean, I spent a lot of time in prison. I was away from my kids. I made some bad choices when I was younger. Again, misguided. Same here. Same here. I I was in juvie. Following the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, just following the crowd and kind of just – just not really nobody had guidance and it's sure it's nobody's fault but we didn't have iphones in our hand right if you wanted to learn something you had to go to the library right. you had to go to a university somebody had to teach you yeah. they did the knowledge wasn't at your fingertips you didn't we didn't have this ready-made access like the youth of today right so for us it was kind of somebody had to introduce you to somebody else and in somebody's network how did you find an artist back then? Yeah. Word of mouth. Somebody oh, introduced you. Oh, there was no mouth. real internet. Yeah, there was no real internet. You go DM me on Instagram. None. That didn't exist. None. So for us, yeah. you know, growing up a little while back, I'm 10 years younger than you, but still yeah. you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. We didn't grow up with these kind of things. So for me, I was moving in a different direction. But once my kids were at a certain age, I was like, you know, I really got to stop thinking this way. I got to break this cycle. I got to get away from this poverty mentality of, oh, my God, the world is going to crumble every day, worrying if what if this wrong move. But again, I was living a life where one wrong move could have cost me my life. Right. So it was that serious. Yeah. But I was just desperate to get away from that. And when I found the car business, it wasn't enough. The car business wasn't enough. Yeah. I bring at-risk youths on my office floor. I get kids from Harlem, the Bronx, Newark, um, yeah. Brooklyn, just kids from the inner boroughs. Yeah. And I try to help these guys learn that, hey, I understand you want right now money. I understand that you don't want to go work for $12 an hour and you don't want to do that. You're not going to do that. Yeah. You want to buy a Louis belt. You want to have a little car and take your girlfriend and pop a bottle on the weekend. Yeah. You need instant gratification. Here's instant gratification. Get on the phone and start dialing these numbers. Yeah. There's your instant gratification. Because if you catch a customer today, you fund a deal today, you get paid out right now. So for you, this is exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Now that I've turned the lights on, you can't say that there's no opportunity. Absolutely there. right. Absolutely. Tell me you don't want to do it. Yeah. Tell me you're not interested and you'd rather just sit around and complain. But don't you dare tell me after I showed you MCA that – there, there's no opportunity because yeah. you don't need a license. You don't need any connections. You don't need any experience. And you don't, doesn't matter if you dropped out of college, dropped out of high school or just came home from prison. Yeah. And so you don't need a blueprint because you've already got that. You I've set it up where everybody can jump in <laughs> right. and hit the ground running and build themselves an empire on a shoestring budget. Yeah. I don't care if they have more money. I'd rather them keep it in their business, keep it for themselves. Yeah. Take my smaller program, start making money with the business. Then you can increase, get access to my technology, things like that. Absolutely. But for now, let's just get you started. Let's just get you in the door. Right. That's the approach I take with it. You know. Yeah, and I'm glad you're really you're really so stuck on, um, you know, committed. I should say to paying it forward because you know I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I, we live in oh, okay. we live in Bed Stuy. Uh, that was back in 1970. Okay. And it was not what it is now. People in Brooklyn. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that in 1970. And by the time I was in, by 1980, we had moved to South Central LA. Um, and wow. it was tough. It was rough. You know, growing up in, 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 in that area, in that environment, um, was, was rough. I ran away from home when I was 16. I lived on the streets for two years till I turned 18 years old. And then I moved to Texas with my uncle. And I, and I was not going to move to Texas. I was like, man, I ain't going to no Texas. Uh, I tell you, there's a guy from Texas I like. I see him on the on the TikTok. Uh-huh. Charleston White. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charleston White. Uh-huh. I like the guy. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he makes everybody mad. I like him. I say, good. You know, the thing is, sometimes being polarizing is, I mean, you you, you know, he's not, you, when you're not afraid of what other people think and you just do you, that's cool. That's cool. I, I like that. So, you know, it, it, we could say, Peter, that, well, we had a bad upbringing. We, we were born in the wrong city. You know, I grew up in the wrong part of town. We can make, all, you know, I went to juvie when I was uh, 15 and spent six weeks uh, on for selling uh, uh, drugs in school, you know, to a narc. And so we could say, hey, man, uh, there's no reason why we should be successful. But in reality, 
There is no excuse for not being at the height of success, especially when the blueprint has already been laid out for you. You know, and so that that's what I love to do. I love to give people the tools, the systems, the processes and the blueprint. Um, I don't even know if you knew this, Peter. I've got a new book coming out uh, on McGraw-Hill. And, um, you know, Two Market Media was very instrumental in, in getting that deal for me. But it's called Three Hours a Day. And I teach entrepreneurs how to make a quarter million or more a year working three hours a day. And that's why I love so much about, you know, I love what you're doing because it fits nicely within that paradigm of the side hustle, if you're not ready to be a full-time entrepreneur yet, or even if you are an entrepreneur, like like I've got uh, a group of hundreds of real estate agents in my organization, and some of them are, you know, cream, right? The cream of the crop. It's always that 10 or 12% that really just do it, you know, like they do the 90% of the, of the sale. Yep. And those are the people that I'm quite frankly interested in introducing to what you have because they already get it. Like once they see it, they're going to be like, oh man, I can, I can what is this? I can wipe the floor. Where did this come yeah. from? Where has this been all my life? Yeah. Real yeah. estate paying me 3%. <laughs> this thing, 25 and yeah. the same amounts. Come on, man. <laughs> like, woo. Yeah. And, 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 and of course they know, they know everybody in their town, you know, right? So they know a lot of people. So it's really, um, and it's interesting that as you, uh, start to expose yourself to new truths and new ideas and new philosophies and new understandings, you realize that, man, you really don't know as much as you think you know. Uh, there's always I'm always learning, learning, brother. I'm always learning. Always. Every day. I'm a lifelong learner, just like you, Peter. I love it, man. I love what you're, um, I, I like everything that you've done, your trajectory for success. And I like the fact that you're helping other people to outdo what you've done. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would love to see one of your students do bigger numbers than you've ever done, right? Yeah, 100%, <laughs> because then I can stand on saying, hey, look at this guy. I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. I have a client, he was doing a half a million dollars a month when I met him. Now, this year, he's closing over $100 million wow. this year. He wow. uses my money to grow himself, to get more clients, because he can go into his meetings and show them proof of funds. Wow. He has a million dollars in the account today. They don't care why, where, how. All they care is, do you have a million dollars to cover your payments yeah. for our payroll? Because he's a staffing firm. And I tell you, like, he's able to secure these big jobs that without our capital, he wouldn't have been able sure. to grab because they want to see that cash on hand. Right. Because you got to cover salary for 30 days. Mm. And if you got 6,000 employees, you better have some serious <laughs> reserves. Wow. If, yeah, if that's how they look at it. So, yeah. you know, for us, we come in and we help him. He's making his profit margins where he's probably doubling the money. So even paying us what we're paying, sure. he's still making his and it makes for a perfect partnership. Absolutely. You know, mm. that's what we come as. We're a perfect silent partner. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it, man. I, I appreciate what you do, bro. That's yeah. Cool. So listen, Noli, I mean, it's been, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you. I want to ask you a couple of questions real quick before yeah. I let you go. Sure. Sure. Um, Absolutely. I, I like to, I like to ask you know everybody certain things so my audience can kind of take something from some value from what from what you're talking sure, about. No doubt. Tell some of these folks out here about a time where you felt that you know you didn't want to go any further and something inside of you just made you keep pushing. I remember before you you were ready to throw in the towel yeah, something like yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, I was 33 years old and I started my first company when I was 23. And you're talking about before the Internet. In fact, when I started my company, we, we didn't even have uh, email. <laughs> you know? uh, I remember I remember a guy coming into our office saying, hey, man, why don't y'all get emails? Like, what's that? You know, and we're talking 1994. And uh, he this this actually this kid who was in uh, in the military, uh, his name is Corporal uh, Corporal Courtmeyer was how we knew him. Uh, he came down there and he paid for one year of AOL just so that we could we could email him back and forth instead of having to write mail, letters and send them through the mail or having a phone call. And I told him, I said, Corporal, Corporal Courtmeyer, I said, man, I don't know that we'll ever use this email, but it's cool if y'all, if you want to set us up, I, I can't, I can't really see a use for it, but if you want to set us up on email, <laughs> it's cool. So, uh, Fast forward, I started that company with $1,800 and about three or four years, about four years later, 
uh, five years later, probably I was making 150,000 a month. I was on top of the world and I thought that it would always be that way. But within a couple of years after that, I was flat broke. And what had happened was the music industry went completely digital and I didn't see it coming. I didn't, I didn't switch with the market. I saw it coming, but I just was slow, man. I didn't, I didn't move with, with, with what was happening. Um, and so I ended up being bumped out of the business. And I remember now I bought this house when I was 26 years old on 10 acres, 6,000 square feet, seven bedrooms, beautiful home. Wow. And I real nice Texas home. Oh, it was, I'm telling you, man, colonial house. I mean, it was beautiful. And uh, I remember the feeling when, when we almost foreclosed on, it almost went into foreclosure, but my sister-in-law lent us the money to make our mortgage payments while we put it on the market, sold it. And I remember how defeated I felt, Peter, when I was driving out of the driveway for the last time, looking at the house in the distance and remembering all the good times I had there and thinking, I failed. I fa- I'm a failure. you know. And, and a lot of times we do have our identity wrapped up as entrepreneurs wrapped into our business. And when we fail, uh, and I know you listening, you, you might, you've probably failed before, you know, maybe you're going through a lot of times. Man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm always failing. Yeah. That's what you do. It's what you do after you fail is what really counts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I remember, I remember thinking, man, that's it. I just need to go work for somebody. I'm just going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. But the more, <laughs> after I had my pity party, lit my wounds for about a week, you know, there's nothing like being an entrepreneur, Peter. I, I just can't find anything like it where you can one day, you know, uh, be like this. And then the next day you say, wait a minute, I just found out about MCAs. I'm back in the game. Hey, let's go. Back in the game. That's it. <laughs> we, got, we got goals. We got motivation, aspirations. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, yeah. I can remember many times of, of, of that. But thank God, I mean, uh, because once you learn how to succeed, um, and success becomes that perpetual thing for you. You've got to really reach back into your memory for when you made a big failure. And, and if you're listening right now to this and you're like, man, I've been failing and whatever, there's going to come a time if you stick with it and you follow the models, what, what I'm teaching, what Peter's teaching, there'll be a time when you can vaguely remember not being successful. I mean, it'll be, it'll be etched in your brain as a reminder to never go there again. But it'll be in the distant past to where you can say, hey, I, got- I try I try to push it. I try to push it as far away as I can. Yeah. And think about it. I mean, your twins, uh, they're graduating high school and they don't know a time that you've ever had that. And so that's so such. And, and, that, and that's the cool, because the cool thing is once you crack the code, you really never have to visit that again. You don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you had any, if one book, if I can give you the choice of one book, aside from your own books, yeah, what book would you recommend to an up-and-coming entrepreneur to kind of just prep them for what to expect to come as, you know, stepping off that ledge? Yeah, so this is going to be weird. Um, it's going to be a weird recommendation because I have so many. I read about a book a week. Uh, I'm a book learner. I'm a nerd. Um, but there is one that just pops to mind right away. So I teach what I call the eight pillars and the number one pillar, so the eight pillars are mindset, activities, people, systems, tools, money, accountability, and training. And these are the eight pillars that I teach in my, in my courses and my training. But the number one, uh, what, what, and I always ask entrepreneurs is, I say, what percentage of your success do you think is mindset? And they always say at least 80%. Some say 90%. Of, and some say more. And the reality is, if you can get the right mindset when you set your mind right success is inevitable it's always going to be yours so it's actually a book that's i keep really close i didn't even know you were going to ask this question but it's this book right here the power of your subconscious mind the power of your subconscious mind by dr joseph murphy um if you can change the way see your your brain has neuroplasticity and it has the ability to learn and create new neural pathways. A hundred years ago, Peter, they thought that the brain was a static uh, organ and that it could not ne- like, that's it. It would never grow. But the reality is you can have a person that was in prison become a multimillionaire, okay? Or a person that lived on the streets for years become a multimillionaire. Um, but it's all about changing the way you think 
And this is my favorite primer. It's the beginning. It's not the end, but it's a primer to understanding how your brain works, particularly your subconscious mind, and how to program it for success. So that would be the one I would recommend to start with. Awesome. I tell everybody Napoleon Hill, thinking grow rich. That's it. Because it does have a lot of that, you know, you... You can, if you believe it, you can achieve Same it. Same thing. And I'm a, I'm a big, firm believer in, you know, we create our own reality. When I was away, they used to send us to these programs. Yeah. And this is, again, why I try to reach out to the at-risk youth and try to give these kids a hand. Yeah. Because when I was in these prison programs, they spoke all the greatest things in the world. Everything they said makes 100% sense, awesome advice. I don't know what I would have did without yeah. it, but it doesn't give you the one thing. And this is the reason why there's so many people relapsing and the recidivism rates are so high right. is because right. they do not give you the one thing that people need. Yeah. They need to have the feeling of success. They need to feel that they're the breadwinner in the house. Right. They're the king. They're the father. They're the man. And, the problem is when people are taken away from society, we're put in these, I call it modern day slavery. That's it's right. nothing That's less. That's all it is. And I've, I've been around it for so many years of my life that I've observed so many things. And I say, man, this is just wrong. Yeah. Everybody in here has an ego. Yeah. Everybody feels that they're the man and nobody can talk. How dare you disrespect me? And so many just... I'm the best, I'm the best, instant gratification right now, right now. And then when they come home, it's like, I spent 10 years away. I personally spent seven, but somebody, I they spent 10 years away and they're like, oh, well, I'm due, I'm entitled. They owe me. Yeah. I'm supposed, I missed this. It's very hard to come out of that environment and say, you know what? I was wrong 100%. I should have never been doing the things I was doing. Yeah. I was stupid. I was uneducated. I need to change my way of thinking. A lot of people have that. Yeah. My way is going to pull through the situation because it's my way and I've already think like that. Mm -hmm. People that don't want to change. So they used to tell us in the program this one thing that I'm, I always keep with me. They say life is 10% uh, of what happens to you. 90% how you react. Absolutely. To and that saying is true today as it was so many years ago when I read it, when we had to learn it and read it for, uh, you know, to get our, to get our grade so we can move to the halfway house. Yeah. But I tell you, these, these programs they have set up out here are very helpful, but they're not helpful. I agree. You know, they're, they're yeah. it's like the, I call it the elephant in the room. You know, yeah, okay. The guy's learning all of this great stuff, but what about the elephant in the room when he goes home next week? And his wife is like, hey, babe, you know, rent is due. And I've been covering this while you've been gone. Right. And they need new school clothes. And we want to go move to another place. And we need a car. And I want some clothes. And and they're just, you know, the pressure starts pushing. And they're like, man, the only way I know how to get it fast mm. is to go steal it, rob sure. it, sell drugs for sure. it, scam it, sure. whatever the case is. And this, again, the loop continues. Right. And this is where it's like, you know, you've got to find a way to break these chains. Absolutely. So when I take these kids around, I try to show them that, hey, guys, you know, you can't look at it like you're entitled to anything out here. you got to look at it like, hey, where you come from, where there's no money and there, you might come from jail, you might come from poverty, wherever you're coming from, understand that while you were living in that, you accepted that as a reality. Yeah. So just keep that reality a little longer. Right. I have kids that come in my office and work from the halfway houses. And I tell these guys, don't look at it like, woohoo, I'm out on the street. Look at it like I'm still doing time, but I have access to a phone, technology, and a way to print money. So in six months or a year when I finish my halfway house term, I'm going to go home into my own condo and I'm going to have this and that yeah. instead of focusing on going and chasing girls or going to the bar and getting drunk or going to going to pay somebody back who you feel wronged you while you were away. Right. And they were supposed to do everything that you said they were supposed to do because you called the shots. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, the people. <laughs> I try to show people that they got to lose that 
that mentality Absolutely. of entitlement. Absolutely. Nobody owes you nothing out there. Right. And that's a fact. Yeah. It's, you know, you bring the value to life that you bring and you receive what, you know, what you put out. So Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's what you're saying. I mean, that you've got to rewire your brain if you want a different result. And that's what, that's what I like about Napoleon's book is think and grow rich. And, and so you have to learn how to think, you have to learn how the mind works so that you can reprogram it for your success. So yeah, right on. That's so, you know, kudos for all you're doing to reach back. And I mean, I feel like I don't do enough of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I came from the streets and you know, it's a big thing to go back and, and help those, you know, help people. Like, I tell you, you know, the streets taught me, man. the streets <laughs> taught me that I'm, I'm out for myself. Yeah. And yeah. I win by any means yeah. necessary. Yeah. And yeah. that's life. Yeah. And you're, that's supposed to, you're supposed to look down on people. You're supposed to make them feel bad and show off. So they're like, oh, I wish he had. I try to I try to show people stuff to inspire them. Right. Hey, I just bought a G Wagon. Hey, I bought a new condo. Hey, I got a new office. Hey, we're doing this. Hey, we got that. Hey, I bought a limo to show for. Hey, I got this. I try to inspire people. Absolutely. Like, hey guys, I used to I used to stand up for uh for recall for the counts in the prison. Like, I you know don't tell me I ate the soups and mackerel packets and I you know I know believe me like. This yeah. is, you yeah. know, for me, it's like, guys, if I can do it, if I can pull myself out of that hell and put this in, sure. there's no way in the world that you can't do Absolutely. it because you have all of this opportunity that I've provided people. Yeah. Forget about they got to start now. They're starting now with a blueprint mm -hmm. standing on my shoulders. That's right. Jumping That's up right. over my shoulder saying, I see farther than you, Pete. That's great. <laughs> I want you to do that. Right. You know, when you win, I win. That's right. That's the mentality. So, That's it. So, Moly, it's been a pleasure. Tell everybody where they can get a copy of your book for all the listeners out here. Yeah, so the book is Three Hours a Day. Uh, you can go to threehoursaday.com, the number threehoursaday.com. And uh, for anything uh, about me, you want to learn more, you can go, go to uh, K-N-O-L-L-Y dot com. com is the place to find. That's where everything about me lives. Um, and it's all about, you know, helping you succeed at your ultimate greatness. You are better uh, or you're greater than you might think. And how do you get to that? Well, that's what it's all about. That's that's what I like to teach. And I love Peter because he's the same. We're, we're cut from the same cloth uh, in that because Honestly, a lot of times, Peter, people like you and me, um, we just ride off into the sunset and we don't go back and give a helping hand. It's like, hey, I made it out. I'm good. You know, no, 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 no. That's not. And, but, I, but I would say a, a vast majority, that's how they operate. They make it out and they move. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's tough because, you know, you got to everybody got to take into consideration one really big fact. Mm -hmm that if you don't help these folks out here that are struggling in poverty, yeah. how can you look down and be mad at them when they go commit a crime? That's right. Maybe they're gonna rob your grandmother because they didn't know how to make any sure, money. Sure, yeah. But if you could have stepped up and kind of lent a hand out, you could have avoided them from taking that, that situation coming about in their life. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they can't help it. You know, especially with the music and the way that yeah. the cultures are, Everybody's on the, hey, it's cool to get in trouble. Yeah. It's cool to be a criminal. Right. But people don't realize that this stuff is being pumped out to get people caught up. Right. And then when people wind up caught up and they got to face 10, 20, 30 years life, yeah. it's not cool anymore. Not at all. They're wishing they can mail themselves out in an envelope. Right. Like these guys are like, man, I'll chop off arms to get home. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's too late. Sometimes, you know, the do do those doors are shut for people. Yeah. And it's like, man, if they would have just been offered some opportunities. So yeah. I look at it like by me offering people opportunities, I'm helping save future victims from violent crimes that, you know, I'm preventing from happening. Which in my Because we're giving these guys an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, which in my mind is the true legacy. True legacy. You know, true legacy is, in, in, in my view, as how much money you can amass and leave for your heirs. True legacy is what kind of information and knowledge can you leave to the next generation? Like, what can you pass down to the generation after you? You know, scripture says, my people 
perish for lack of not money, not tools, not training for lack of knowledge. And what you're what you're providing, Peter, is knowledge to people. That's what I endeavor to do. And that knowledge lives on to many future generations of those that receive the knowledge. And now their grandkids, their great grandkids and their great, great, great grandkids are being fed from the from just the simple acts that you're doing right now today. So uh, anyway, keep it up, brother. I know I know you're a super busy man, but keep keep up everything that you're doing. Um, and if you I haven't heard of a better game than the one, you know, than, than the MCA game. Um, I don't know that I ever that I will. <laughs> you know, but I haven't found it yet. Yeah, yeah, if exactly. I find it, I'm there. But yeah. so far, I'm here. I mean, I love the residual income game that I'm in now. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's it's recurring residual income every month. But when you're talking about the majority of people need like, hey, I, I, I want to learn something and I want to be able to use my skills to do it and make the most return. It's hard to beat with what you're what you're teaching. So keep it up, brother. Keep it up. All right, Noli, it's been a pleasure. Everybody, my man Noli Williams, go check out his book. Follow his course. Again, he helped you three-hour workday, making you a quarter million dollars a year. You know, you guys can't ask for much more than that. You're doing MCA. You're doing what Noli does. You got a couple of streams of revenue coming in. There's no excuse why you should be broke out here nowadays in 2023 and beyond. Guys, wrapping up another episode of The Dragon's Lair. Noli, thanks for all the information. I tell you, you brought a lot of true value to my guys, and we all appreciate it very much. Until next time, folks.